0: On today's show, to close out 2022 and welcome 2023, we're going to offer some things you should keep an eye out if you're planning to retire next year.
1: Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to your retirement untangled. It's Andrew Nida, Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, fiduciary firm here in Atlanta, Georgia. Working with clients all over Atlanta, also Alabama. We just opened up a new office. Been there, actually been there for a few years, and, and now have a, a location there. We work with many clients, all, really all over the Southeast. And and on on this show every single week, we're just working to bring truth and reality to finance. Obviously, markets in the crazy world that we're living in, like year twenty two. So, before we jump in, Mo, my man, how are you? I am doing good. I am doing good, Andrew. Just uh gearing up for uh
0: Christmas and uh, getting getting ready to put twenty twenty two behind me and look forward for twenty
1: twenty three. It's and, almost here. And I am, for uh, those of you, you got you listeners out there that don't know, uh, I know how Mo is doing because he's my brother in law. so <laughs> Oh man, but life life is good over here at AMG. Yeah, just wrapping up a year and uh, it's been good, man. My my, my life's been a little bit crazy too. Yeah. I so it has been. keeping you guys updated on the big transition, we are um, me, my wife, my three boys, and Maumau, my mother-in-law. <laughs> and uh, we are in the midst of purchasing a historic home built in 1859, which wow. you can imagine comes with a lot of uncertainty. It's a big endeavor. Yeah. You know, old homes hold problems. That's what they say. <laughs> so, but we are ready. We are ready. We've got everybody lined up, got some great, great people that's going to work with us. Um, which by the way, if you ever, you know, you need anything done, on your house, I've got some great contacts and great relationships. Feel free to reach out. We, 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 at this point, I think we can give you some advice on, on a lot of things. But real quick, but yeah. you know, there may be some listeners right
0: now that are thinking about the housing market and you know, purchasing a home, selling a home at this at, at this this season of life right now. You know, uh, without going too too much in detail, like how's this how's this
1: process been? You know, with interest rates, mortgages. You know, how, how's that all been? Oh man, so uh, well, you know, it's uncomfortable. The yeah. season, the season of Buying a home right now is it's it's a little uncomfortable because I think you know most everybody knows that you don't have to be an expert in the real estate business right if you ask Johnny down the street right and you yep. ask him hey is this a great time to buy a house most people are going to say I don't feel like it I don't is think so yeah yeah I mean <laughs> interest rates are at all time not all time highs but interest rates are definitely high right and and pricing of homes you know probably could be challenged to be at all time highs. And so, you know, what makes one want to buy a house right now? Well, I think there's a lot of different ways of perceiving the reasons why you would buy a property right now. I know Dave Ramsey actually put out a, a little clip yeah, the other that. day. Yeah, that, and he was like, he said, listen, if you're going to buy a house, now's the best time to buy the house. Because his his understanding of what he believes interest rates are going to do is simply go up at a level that's going to make it more challenging later. So he's like, hey, if you're going to buy it, buy it now. Right. Right. It's the old adage in real estate. What do they say? They say rent the. Uh, buy the house. A uh,
0: date, the interest
1: rate. Marry the home.
0: Marry the home. Date, date the, the rate. Date the rate.
1: Marry the home. Date. Make sure we say that very clearly. The rate, because obviously you can refinance if the rates come back down. And and so I think that's the angle that that Dave Ramsey's probably taken. For for me and my wife specifically, um, you know, we, we've uh, we sold our home, not really out of hopes and desires. We 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 loved where we lived, but uh, some construction projects that were happening behind our property kind of put us on an early out plan and and it happened kind of quickly so so we made some decisions and and you know for us because of the market mo it has it's kind of changed our course you know we would love to go buy the land i've always had a dream to own uh land and and would love to you know go buy 30 40 50 acres um here where we live but you know to buy the land and build the you know quote unquote dream home it really you know that from that angle that's that's it that's costly yeah it's expensive and, and so for, for us, I kind of went back into the mentality of an investor and I said, okay, if I'm going to buy a property at a time in which I know is not the best time to buy a property, how do I make the most out of it financially for, for me and my family going forward? And so I think one advice that I could give you guys in real estate, even though I don't I definitely by no means am a real estate expert, what I would tell you is, is look at it like a dollar cost averaging in the market. Okay. Um, sometimes you're gonna buy things that are priced higher and sometimes you're gonna buy things that are priced at at better rates. But if if it's an investment that you're gonna hold long term and you're looking at it from a cash flow producing investment, then really the the purchase price is less important as the ability for that investment to create income. revenue or cash flow or income. Right. Yeah. So so that's kind of the angle that we've taken. At maybe a short term stay. Who knows? We'll see. Good Lord knows. But uh, Keep but us updated. Good question. Definitely keep you <laughs> keep you guys updated. So, you know, we're we're wrapping up the year 23. And I mean 22. Maybe I'm ready for 23. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're wrapping up the year 22. And and we have heard some pretty bold statements, right. Mo. Statements such as 2023 could be the worst year for retirement since the great recession. That's a bold statement. That's a really bold statement. Well, that's scary. It you is. You know, scary. For, for for many people, both professional individuals as well as people were like, Hey, I have retired. What are you talking about? This is the worst. This is the worst time to retire. Right. Like, wh- wh- What do you mean by that? And so let's, let's see if we can't, you know, get some thoughts behind that.
0: Yeah. I mean, even earlier this week, we saw that Ford uh, said that a thousand of their employees took an early lump sum pension because of rising interest rates. You know, their Ford is basically saying that if you don't take this lump sum pension uh, option right now, because of rising interest rates, your lump sum, uh, Uh, withdrawal could reduce, could be reduced by 20 to 25%. You know, so someone who's getting a lump sum pension of a call at a half a million dollars could see that half a million dollars reduced by a hundred to 150 grand. I mean, that's huge. That's a big decision. And so, yeah, so 2023 um, even the Citibank uh, put out their forecast and outlook for 2023. And you know, they're talking about a recession later on the year. So if, if, you know, this is the whole point about planning, you know, the mm-hmm. idea behind, you know, looking at the information and uh, that's presented to us today, how do we prepare best to make sure that we're walking into retirement, the best life that we can. And one thing I would say is, you know, we don't have a, we can't forecast what the markets are going to do, but you need, you have to realize that there's going to be volatility, not just next year, right? I mean, this is inevitable, but just for volatility throughout, throughout your retirement, you know, the. It, there's a likely chance if you have a retirement uh, life of 25, 30 years, you're going to experience at least one bear market during that time frame. And so what I, what I would say is one thing that you, as, uh, as you're planning your retirement, you want to think about the way uh, the sequence of returns risk, which most people know, some people don't, but that sequence of returns uh, risk of, of how that can impact your ability to stay retired, especially
1: as you're taking distributions from your assets. Yeah. You know, sequence of returns is, is obviously a big... Concern in the light of a challenging market that we faced. And, and you know, I'm thinking of this lady that we literally met last night. We were doing a uh, workshop at Moody's uh, Civic Center right, over just outside of kind of a suburb of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And um, this lady, and I don't even know, Mo, if you were able to talk to her, but but I was sitting there after the workshop, and we were just talking, me and her and her husband. And she was literally uh, with the same company for 35 years, okay, just approaching her 36th year, and she just got laid off. Mm. She just got laid off. Uh, she's getting uh, – of course, I didn't go through all the details right in that moment but getting a severance package or something like that. Um, but her questions were about health insurance and all this stuff and how she's going to transition. Uh, it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Um, you know, we're talking about people that are going to plan to retire in 2030, but what about all the people that haven't planned? that are kind of thrown into this, you know, retirement at a time in which uh, these markets are down and they're challenged with this sequence of returns that you're talking about. Um, You know, sequence of returns, like Mo mentioned, it really is just something that can't be prevented. Okay. In regards to the markets, the market's going to do what they're going to do, whether you like it or not. We know that. And so really the idea of planning is having a plan that can navigate what you know could be possible in in the markets we know that markets go up and go down period they That's always they have and they always will so if you're a market based investor and you're transitioning into retirement what is so so much the issue about this whole sequence thing in retirement versus pre-retirement. Well, it's the whole thing called income. Post-retirement, people are taking money out. And what happens, I believe, Mo, is that people, you know, they just forget that that the game has changed and that distribution through volatility is widely different, wildly different than, than contributing through mm-hmm. volatility and or just being on a hold position.
0: Yeah. Through- e- earlier, you mentioned dollar cost averaging, right? So, well, you mentioned buying some, when you're, when you're investing, you may be buying on the low, maybe buying on the high, hopefully they all kind of even out over time. And so volatility during that time frame is not a big deal, or you don't really notice it because all you're doing is you're taking advantage of that volatility. You're not making any distributions, but what happens when you retire, you're transitioning, you still need income. What you're doing is transitioning from an income from your, from your employer to income or some partial of your part of your income from your assets. And if the market goes down 10 you still need the income. And Mm -hmm. if you're forced to take distributions from your assets to satisfy that income in a down market, that's where the risk comes into play as far as the ability for your assets to to be evaporated or eroded just
1: from down markets. Yeah, and I, and I'm willing to bet that many of our listeners right now they're asking, "Okay, so I get it. I get the fear. What do I do?" And you know, here at Asset Management Group, I'm sure there's other firms that do it differently, but here at our firm, we we really hold true to to a, a variety of different financial planning techniques. Um, and, and one of these, or I'll give out two real quick. One of them is called Down Year No Fear. One of them is called Sleep Easy. And, and they're kind of fun tag names, but at the end of the day, they're built to navigate the unpredictability of the market. If 23 is a great year, awesome, let's win. If 2023 is a challenging year, so be it. Let's navigate it correctly so that our clients don't find themselves going back to work, which by the way, don't let that be your plan because if unemployment's going to rise as a result of the feds trying to temper spending and get a handle on core inflation, then, then there may not be very many jobs out there eventually, especially, listen, we all know it, it's harder to get a job when you're in your 60s. Uh, if you're not confident in your plan, being able to navigate the unpredictability of the markets, if you pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164 this is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to call. You're going to let us know who you are. Me, Mo, our team is going to reach out to you and you're going to have a meeting one-on-one scheduled with either Mo or myself. And we're literally going to walk you through the retirement analysis to ensure that your plan can actually navigate what we might be experiencing in year 23, a continuation of 22. Pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164. It is a complimentary meeting just for you if you're one of the top 10 callers. Stay tuned. We're going to continue this conversation uh, that we're heading into, 2023 fears and concerns. Will it be better or will it not? We're going to jump in inflation as soon as we get right back. Back to your retirement untangled, Andrew Knight and Moise Parham here at Asset Management Group. Once again, doing our best to bring you the truth in reality to finance, markets, economy, but really more importantly, to make sure that you have a plan that will not lead you to retirement only, but will allow you to stay retired. That's the key. Remember, it's not about how much money you have. It's all about how much income you can produce from the assets that you have. It's the pressure point that will determine your success and your ability to stay retired. I would hate to get to retirement, get to the finish line. And only find out that it's just a season. I got to go right back to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, yeah, uh, that race, can't happen. The race
0: starts again. I mean, no, nobody
1: wants to do that, boy. That'd be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it be you. Yeah, like I mean, do the work, right? You know, uh, you know, do things today, like 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 no one else will, so you can live later, like no one else can, right? Let's get to it. Yeah, you know, let's. Uh, there's a job that has to be done, and and it's within your financial story. It doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how, how late you think you are in the game. Get. Get to work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've worked so hard to get to this point,
0: right? Saving, going through different market cycles, uh, you know, making sacrifices for yourself, for your family to get to this point of retirement. And um, the last thing, again, you want to do is be at the point of being in the position where um, you have to go back to work because of poor planning or not planning at all. And and that's that's the key. I think that's the overall message that, you know, every week we try to bring to the table and bring to our listeners here is, is you got to have a plan. Mm -hmm. right statements your 401k statement is not a plan you know your brokerage statement is not a plan you have to be able to put all these pieces together inflation taxes uh, creating an income strategy for yourself the markets bringing it all together so to to
1: to build a solidified confident retirement plan for yourself yeah absolutely and listen uh yeah if you if you have some mutual funds like most talking about a statement if you have a uh, target date fund come on man Come on, what are are you going to press the easy button and hope it all works out? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And it doesn't matter. Listen, once again, it doesn't matter uh, in regards to your asset level. Okay. And it doesn't really matter in regards to your age. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, 70 years old, 75 years old and, or you're, you know, 50 years old and you're trying to get there type of thing, have a plan put together. And more importantly, the reason you need to have a plan is not because you're trying to build a perfect story. That's not the idea. It's that you have a a system and a process in place so that regardless of what challenges you may face, you have the ability to pivot and get right back on course. That's right. Okay. Um, You know, there's more than one way to, 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 what what do they say? Slice the cake, cut the pie type of thing. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I made that up. But there's more than one way to get to retirement. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately, we all have different stories and we all have to oftentimes get there in a different form. You know, sometimes we have to work longer. Sometimes we have to work less. Sometimes, you know, just just God's grace and the benefit of, of good hard effort and hard work. Some people, you know, get benefited and they get to retire early. There's all different types of stories. The point is, is when you have a plan in place, you say, okay, I'm going this direction because I put these steps in place. This is what's going to happen. But in the event that something happens differently, aka COVID, aka an illness or a job raise or whatever, then I have the ability to pivot. And still navigate to get to where I want to go. Yeah. that's true planning. So, so we're talking about 2023. Mo heard some statements that hey, this could be the worst year for retirement since the Great Recession. Uh, I've heard a lot of uh, hashtag recession 23 type statements out there. Uh, obviously, some uh, you know there's some fear in the in the in the atmosphere, if you will, here in, in the U.S. And a lot of people are concerned about where they might find themselves financially next year. Maybe they're already getting hit with some struggles this year. We're talking, I want to talk about inflation. I want to talk about the fact that credit card consumer debt is going through the darn roof yeah. much because of inflation. And, um, I mean, what do you think? Should people be, you know, should they be feared about this thing? I think so. You know, I, I think they should be fearful and also
0: mindful at both of uh, the way the uh, of the rising costs that we're seeing right now. I mean, um, you know, I just saw the other day that 401k hardship withdrawals hit a record high um, last month, which is another sign that people are getting pinched because of inflation. Um, you mentioned credit card debt increasing and rising at a, at a you know, at an all-time rate, but a very high rate right now. You know, credit card interest rates over 19% right now. So, you know, the reason I think that people should, well, one of the reasons uh, that people should be feared about inflation is because, you know, We've been living in a very low inflationary period for so long, and now we're seeing numbers that have, that have toppled 8%, close to almost 9%. And the, the work that needs to be done to bring inflation down to a cool number that the Feds are trying to get to, 2%, is that, that that's the number that the target they're trying to get Come to. Come on, though. That's their target. I didn't say they're going to get there, but that's their, that's the Fed's targets. I mean, it, it, Jerome Powell has been pretty, pretty adamant about what he's – where he wants to go and the measures he needs to see and the measures he's willing to do to get I hope to he inflation. has a plan put together. I hope he has a plan <laughs> to get put together and has a plan that can pivot. But what he wants to see is wages go down. Right. And he wants to see, in my opinion, unemployment go up. And so that there's a lot that has to be done for those two things to get together. And if that doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen fast enough, then we're going to see inflation continue to reach levels that are make things that will make things very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And I think I think you said it well, you know, will it will it be this way forever? You know, will average CPI inflation remain at seven, eight percent, you know, for years and years to come? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Will it will it reach a core of 2%? I think not. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, listen, listen to this. Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, says, look at the numbers and the story they tell. If you look in the short run, the consumer is spending 10% more than last year and 40% more than pre-COVID. That's a tremendous sum of money, and they have a trillion and a half dollars still in their checking accounts more than pre-COVID. So the spending is down. That's the good news. The other news, which is not good, is that rates are now, you know, 4% on their way to 5 uh, inflation is eroding everything I just said and that a trillion and a half dollars will run out sometime mid-year next year. And so when you're looking out forward, those things may very well derail the economy and cause this mild or hard recession that people are worried about. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's real. That's real. That's real right there. I, here's the deal, you know, spending, spending, of course, from, from what Jamie Diamond's saying is down and, but if you look back and I, I wish I could remember the, I'm, I'm trying to find it real quick, but um, something that I'd read yesterday and it was an article that was talking about how um, earnings from or wages from this time of last year are actually down. Um, so like obviously 12 months later, we're seeing a decrease in wage or average of wage. Um, and, and so, you know, I think there's a lot of indicating factors out there or data, if you will, kind of like what Jamie Diamond's saying, Hey, there's some things on the horizon that, that point to the reality that, you know, th- this thing's a problem. Okay. Maybe, maybe spending is down, but Lord have mercy. The cost of goods is through the roof. People are maybe a little bit more angst about going and spending, but they still are. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we hit record sales on Black Friday. You know, I would expect I would expect the holiday season. People are feeling good. Obviously, we see the amount of money you mentioned it earlier that's going on consumer debt and credit cards um, at at such high interest rates. Right. So people are spending maybe a little bit less than last year. But obviously, we're in a different world. And there is this, um, you know, once again, it's kind of like this uh, emotion that's going around everybody right now that things just don't feel right. They don't feel right now the problem is is the adjustment of lifestyle is is, is a big challenge mm-hmm. although it doesn't feel right we don't necessarily change our course here on how we spend that's the that's the american way but um but yeah man inflation is going to be problematic especially for people that want to retire in 23
0: yeah and um you know one of the things that we really have to consider is if you're not factoring in uh and when i've seen it too and some of these calculators you go online you know they're most of them don't even don't even put a, uh, an inflation factor into it. If you're starting to look online and just say, okay, well, how much money do I need to retire? And they'll, you know, you, you put in your income needs. You'll put in your your asset level. Maybe you put in an assumed rate of return, which again is is an issue. But we'll we'll touch on that maybe at another point. But sometimes they don't even calculate inflation. And so if you think about a, an inflationary period of you know maybe two percent. Right, if you if someone had an income need of fifty thousand dollars, well, at an inflation rate of two percent, it'll take almost forty years for that fifty thousand to get to hundred grand. Right, so you know inflation has a way of eroding your assets, but if inflation is at like six percent, well, that need gets uh, that hundred thousand becomes. You know, in about seven years, about six years, it becomes a hundred thousand. So all that means is that if we start seeing levels of inflation that stay high, your income needs to to continue to increase to keep up with the cost of living. Now, Social Security has an what I would say is a good job over the last 2 years to try to keep up with inflation this year those receiving a benefit got a 5.9% increase next year 2023 you're going to get an 8.7% increase and they increase. got a slight drop
1: in their medicare and they got premium. a slight drop
0: in their medicare so you know in that aspect yes we're starting to see some things start to uh, work their way out gas prices are
1: down. I mean, know. that's just because you don't drive a diesel truck.
0: <laughs> that's all that is. That was a decision you decided to make. Yeah, I got a gosh. Kia, good on gas prices. But the point is, there are some signs that inflation is starting to go down. But again, are they going to get down to the points where we want to see them, wh- where they have been oh, historically at that low 2% number? No. So you have to be able to, in the same way that you, in our first segment, we talked about ways to navigate the market sequence of returns. We have to be able to address our ability for our income to continue to increase to keep up with inflation to spend the
1: to spend at the levels that they do today. Yeah. And to support your lifestyle. And I think I think that's a great way of of looking at year 23. You know, we sit back at the end of 22. We take all that we've been through as a learning experience. And we say to ourselves, okay, how do we make the best of 22? And how do we really be wise about 23 being through what we've been through at this point? And and I think, you know, this is obviously the best time um, to prepare for a year You know, not not to be mindless. You know, and I and I would say this is true for retirees as well as people that are actively working because you know one thing that I find is that while people are working, you know, because the economy's been so good, we've kind of caught onto the idea that hey, jobs are here and they'll always be here, and I can expect to be able to create cash flow and income consistently from here on out to retirement. What I would advise you pick up the phone and call one eight hundred four one nine six one six four. Let us complimentary test your ability not only to retire, but to stay retired. It's 1-800-419-6164. Moise, my man, what do we got coming up next? So we're going to talk about income and planning for income and retirement is one key
0: to success. How do we begin and what do we do first? So when we get back, we'll outline questions you should ask yourself so you can begin uh, to put together a retirement income plan.
1: to your Retirement Untangled, Andrew Knight and Moise Asset Management Group, located, founded here in Georgia, but benefit uh, and having the opportunity to work with clients literally all over the Southeast. And at this point, we have clients, I think, all over the country. But with that said, uh, we are here on radio for one mission and one mission only, and that's to bring the truth, the truth to the economy, to finance, to markets ultimately to your well-being to make sure that you get the information that you need to make the right decision. There are so many things out there, so many people that are not doing that. They're coming at you from a sales standpoint. I hate this. Why? Because they don't sell it. I love this. Why? Because that's all they sell. Yeah. Right? You know what? Let's do this. I get a commission from it. That's right. If you wanna, if you wanna buy a four truck, then don't come to my Honda dealership. You know what I mean? Like, or, or you can come to CarMax. You get the best of everything, right? Except new vehicles. So they got a problem too. No, but listen, it, it's important. You got to get the right information. And even on uh, the news, of course, we watch the news, and we're watching the financial channels, just like you guys are, right? And and of course, from our from our lens, just because we we do this for a living, and we get kind of the back end story of a lot of what you might hear on the news. Everybody has, a, everybody has an angle, Mo. Yeah.
0: Everybody has a bias. Everybody has an agenda. And, and that's the beauty about, about our firm because our agenda is one thing. To, to put whatever is best for you up front by our fiduciary standard, we have to do what's in the best, uh, the best for the clients,
1: best interest for the client. That is it. Risk-adjusted return. Risk-adjusted return. <laughs> listen, listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You make more money, we make more money. That's, that's the name of the game. Okay that is the name of the game. Um, because we're a true fiduciary firm, right. So so why would we not do what's best for you so that you can be successful so that a you don't lose as much in a bad market and b you make as much as possible in a good market. That's the goal. Okay, of course a lot more complex than that but right. but in all reality that's what a that is our model here as a fiduciary at a very, you know, simple form. Right. Is to make sure we not we're doing what's best for you. But what that actually translates into is that we're taking the right amount of risk that you can afford to take, and we're making as much money and losing a lot less as possible. That's the goal, Uh, because that's how we make a living. Yeah, and that's
0: the value add of of working with a fiduciary, right? It's the value in the relationship that we bring. It's not just the investment side. It's true planning, right? Right now, we're going to be talking about income planning and retirement. And Andrew, you've said it multiple times on this show and during our workshops. Retirement is the, the game to retirement. It's all about income. The, the, the name of the game is understanding the income needs and
1: income demands that you will have in retirement so you can stay retired. It's all about cash flow. Listen, I, I want to put a challenge out there. If you are out there, you self-manage your own assets and you're thinking, you know what? These guys don't know what I'm talking about. I'm confident that I can build an equity strategy that can support my income indefinitely. You pick up the phone and call. I would love, love to walk you through and test your game plan and your strategy People don't realize, they don't realize, Mo, the impact of volatility through distribution. They have. I do believe that many people have lost track of the importance of understanding that element. And, and my biggest fear is that people are going to continue through 22. For the ones that are confident about the markets, they say, hey, it's been a bad year, but I've been through worse. You know, 22 is not too great. 2008, 2008 was worse. 2001, 2002, 2003, those were worse. So it'll be okay. I'll survive. All right. I really would love for that individual to pick up the phone right now and call and let's, let's show them the power of sequence against their plan. Okay. Maybe they win, maybe they don't, but I think it's a good thing to consider. When we're talking about income, 2023, 2023, we've heard the statement many times, it's, it's not going to be the best year to pull the trigger on retirement. And I would say, you know, maybe, maybe not, but it definitely is not going to be great for the person that doesn't plan right. for income. Okay. So we, we lightly mentioned in segment two of this show, down year, no fear, sleep easy. Okay. These are, these are two different types of retirement plans with two totally different levels of risk that we create oftentimes for clients. uh, But it's all about their income. That's what these plans are built for. And, and when we talk about income, uh, we're talking about ways to navigate the volatility and create a hedge of, of a way of creating the income through what we might experience. So my question to you, and I think it's an important question, why is it not okay for someone to rely on what they've relied on in the past, such as a 60-40 portfolio to, or a target date fund or something like that to support their distribution needs in retirement. Why is that not okay when it used to be? Well,
0: the 60-40 portfolio, that 40 number represents what I would say is a fixed instrument or a quote-unquote conservative instrument like a bond. And so your 60% is in equity. So the challenge between the challenge with that is – we're seeing the bond market in today's world start to take on 65, maybe even 70% of the risk on a performance level than the equity space. So that instrument that you were expecting to be your safety net was to be the um, the trap to, to reduce the volatility has not done that. And if we continue to have these rising interest rates, I mean, most people think that bonds are safe. They're, they're risk-free or somewhere around they use those terms but they forget about the fact that bonds have interest rate risk. Hmm. And if we continue to see rising interest rates, we'll continue to see the pressure on these bonds to continue to being to do, one, deliver and generate any type of yield that's consistent, but also to keep the pressure on the on those bonds to, to, to start to lose value. So in those 60, 40 portfolios that you're mentioning, well, the equity market is, taking the risk and now these bonds that you have built and laddered into these uh, portfolios are taking the same like I
1: said 60, 65, maybe even 70 percent of the risk of the equity space. so so maybe so maybe at this point we, we need to have a new way of, yeah. of creating an income plan. We, we, we need to have a new structure to the way in which you manage risk and now there's some beauty behind incre- increasing interest rate environment okay yeah. and and we're talking about that as rates go up, Fixed investments that are guaranteed also improve. You guys know this, you're going to the bank and you might now all of a sudden see some marketing, you know, up on the shelf that says, Hey, CDs, one year CD, 4%, three and a half percent, you know, whatever it may be. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that's not too bad. And that's exactly what's going to happen as rates go up. Okay. We remember the heydays as, as interest rates were much higher than even what they are today you know you could why even go to the market you're you're getting great return by literally 100% safe vehicles so i think we're in a season right now and I, and i don't think it's just happened it's been this way for for several years and we've been preaching it and coaching it that if you're going to have a part of your money that you don't want to take risk with Hence the 60-40 portfolio. If you're going to own 40% in, in fixed income or bond exposure, and your goal with that money, because it is, your goal is to be safe with that asset. Here's what's happening. In 2021, the market was up over 26%, and your fixed income lost money. Okay. Probably on average lost around zero negative one percent or so. If you look at the aggregate bond index, that's what you're gonna find. In year twenty-two, now you're expecting this thing to do well for sure because that's what it's built for. It's my safe investment. But like you said, Mo, it wasn't safe. It wasn't. We're now toward the end of twenty-two when we find that fixed income is losing probably, I'm gonna say two-thirds of the equity space, for sure quality equities. Right. Right. So so we, if your goal is to be safe with 40% of your money, then our message to you, as well as to all of our clients, make the money safe. Yeah. If you're going to go safe, make it safe. Consider vehicles such as CDs, indexed annuities, cash, a high interest savings accounts. Do something that is just purely safe. Okay. At least now you're going to get a guaranteed rate that you were trying to get with fixed income without any bottom side exposure. Okay. You know, the fixed investments we use clients now, the, some of these investments aren't guaranteed at a stipulator rate. They're just guaranteed to never lose, but they're getting four, six, seven, eight, nine, 10% and literally are taking zero risk to, to do it in zero fees, mm-hmm. zero fees.
0: Okay. And, and that's that's the beauty of the um, you know we, we talked about down year no fear but why do we label it why do we call it down year no fear because again if you're going to have a 25 30 year retirement life you're going to you're going to experience bear markets so in a down year Okay? You have no fear of where your income is going to come from. And so you have the ability to pivot from one instrument to another in a down year that you don't have to worry about where your income is going to come from. Again, retirement is the name of the game for retirement is solving that income plan for yourself. So when you're experiencing these down years, you can rest assured that you have built these instruments in place to get to to give you the income that you need. Because in a down year, like we experienced in 2022, you're income needs
1: didn't stop. In some aspects, your income needs probably increased just because of the cost of living. Yeah. You know, that, that uh, you, you said something that just kind of came to mind. The goal of retirement, you're saying is income. The goal of retirement uh, is hard for people because they've always been on maximizing returns. Let me get as much return as possible, right? What's crazy enough though, and we could show you this, you could get full market returns and run out of money. Crazy, crazy. Full market returns and run out of money. That's how confusing people get when they think about retirement. They're saying, hey, I'm getting the returns. I'm not surviving. I'm going to have to go back to work. That doesn't make any sense. It's because you don't understand how distribution works through volatility. That's why these types of uh, plans make so much sense. Down your no fear, Mo. You said it. We want clients to go through a year like 2022. And I want every review that we have here at Asset Management Group, and I I feel very confident that we have done this, to look absolutely. Is it going to wreck your retirement? Not at all. Not at all. We put the plan in place. We're prepared for moments like this. We can execute. We can pivot. The question is, though, is can you that's the question. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there listening to us talk about this whole concern about 23, we've been through a tough year. You're questioning your plan. All you have is some target date funds, some old 401ks, an advisor that hasn't contacted you back. You're self-managing. Now it's wrecked your 22 has kind of wrecked your game plan, your concern. You need to pick up the phone and call. Yeah. Okay. Complimentary offer here is what we're giving. And literally what we're gonna do is test test your your what you're doing. We're gonna test your story. See if you're gonna be successful. See if, uh, you know, a down year is going to create a lot of fear because you're not going to make it. Right. You've got to execute. You've got to
0: execute. You've got to, if, if, if this is something that you really are struggling with, pick up the phone and call, pick up the phone, 800-419-6164. Just give us a call and we'll walk you through our retirement readiness review. And like, it's like exactly what the title title says, are you ready to retire? And can you stay retired the retire, Can you stay retired? And that's what we're going to be able
1: to challenge you with and show you. That's exactly right, Mo. Once again, that number is 1 800 419 6164. Pick up the phone right now and call. We look forward to speaking with you over the next week, next week and a half. Now, uh, with that said, we got one more segment. We want you guys to stay tuned because coming up next, we're going to throw some questions out there from people just like you that's listening to our uh, radio show that have taken the time to call in and just throw some questions that they wanted to get addressed. So uh, hang tight. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. I was just Uh, cutting up over here. Got to have a little bit of fun, man. Yeah, why not? Let's live a little bit. Hey, so we're so thankful you guys are staying with us. We are back and we have one more segment left to wrap up this show. Uh, we're gonna cover uh, some questions, hopefully get through maybe one or two of them uh, that that li- listeners just like you have taken the time to reach out. That's what we're doing is just you know trying to help in any way we can. So uh, Mo, I'm gonna let Mo start it off, throw a question out here. what you got, bud? All right, all right, I've got
0: uh, Axel here from Trustville. In two years, my wife and I will be sixty seven years old and will be and be and will be qualified to receive full social security benefits, okay? We have an IRA, uh, we have IRA accounts with a combined value of over a million dollars. How can my wife and I reduce income tax when we start to withdraw from our IRA accounts during retirement?
1: Mm. Good question. Good Good question. 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 Axel, right? Axel. Okay. Axel. Uh, first off, my friend, go dogs. I know you're not in, I know you're not, I know you're not in (laughs) Georgia. We just lost half of you. Yeah, I know. Now I'm just playing guys. Listen, (laughs) we love everybody that, that, uh, that cares about finance. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) this is not going well. All right. So, all right, Axel. Okay. Good question. So two years away from being the age of 67, looks like you've done a pretty good job. Got a million dollars back, ready to retire. Good for you, my friend. You got to rock in retirement. It's the best season uh, of your life. I say that I'm not there yet. I'm still in the the grind, three children in the house, but it sounds really good from my perspective. (laughs) It sounds great. Um, You know, I get to watch people do it all the time. So Anyway, um, good for you. Your question is about taxes, and but I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it back to the story of income for a second because that's been the topic of of the show really in 23, and I think it's relative to your story. You know, being that it sounded like you're gonna work for two more years when you reach the age of 67, you and your wife turning 67 in the same year, um, and I'm assuming you're not taking Social Security yet, which is why you're waiting to that point in time there's some things that come up to mind right out of the gate. Okay. First off, social security. Number one, Mo, you and I know this and, and everybody probably does, or they should. Um, really, there's only one benefit in a married uh, household that is dependent on both lives. And there's only one benefit that's dependent on one life. Okay. meaning as an example, Axel, if, if me and my wife are both 67, we're both getting social security. One of our benefits will stay on the books forever until the second one passes. The other benefit will go with the first person to pass. Okay, if that kind of makes sense out there. Um, so when you're thinking about ways to approach Social Security, and you say you're saying to yourself, "How does filing for Social Security work within my overall plan? What should I do?" One thing that I think is something interesting and should be considered. Okay, now don't go that I don't know anything about your benefits, but I'm just saying something that kind of comes to mind is you got to ask yourself if you're going to defer is it really worth deferring both? Mm -hmm. You know, I would say that the closer y'all's benefits are together in value, especially with you both being close to your full retirement age, it is less valuable to defer both and more valuable to take one now, defer the other. Obviously, the one that's going to stay on the books for two lives would be the one to defer and the one that's not would be the one to file for today. So there's some interesting topics there and questions that probably could be asked with Social Security. Another question that I would ask with Social Security, and then I'm going to toss it to you, Mo, yeah. on the taxes, is um, if you do take Social Security, we all know that Social Security can be taxed, right? Eighty-five percent of the benefit oftentimes is taxed as ordinary income, especially in a in a household married filing joint. So, Axel, for you, my man, you got you got two Social Security benefits. Uh, you you were able to save a, a, a good amount of money, and I'm assuming you and your wife likely worked. And if that's the case, then you know if you take social Security benefits today, you could reduce the ability to execute a tax strategy because you're already creating some tax liability,
0: yeah, right, Mo yeah, so you know when you think about it when you when you and your wife actually retire, the next assuming you don't start social security, I think this is where you're going, assuming you don't start social Security the following year, you start the year January one with what a zero percent tax price. you get no income, assuming you have no pension. You haven't started social security, you have no income. So now you can actually play the tax game on your, on your playing field, right? We, we've talked about it before, you know, federal judge learned hand said that there is two tax systems, one for the inform and one for the uninformed, and they're both legal. So here's a way for you to play an informed tax game. Well, you start the year off with zero. So now you have the ability to start to create the income, um, a, in a tax official way that you want to right whether it is starting so one of your social securities but i think one of the, the the misconceptions that some people think is too is if if i defer my social security till i'm 70 years old my wife or my spouse be able to take spousal and benefit from that deferred benefit you know my benefit starts at $2000 at 67 maybe it increases to $3000 at 70 so my wife can elect spousal and get half of the 3000 because i delayed it but that's not the case right? You only get half of the benefit at your full, uh, that was declared for, for you at your full retirement age. So I would say if, you know one thing that we, you can start doing to help reduce your taxes is turn on which benefit you think would be the, the one that would probably come off the books when you retire. That's yeah. probably the first place to go to create that, that foundation of income for yourself. And then your IRAs, you know, understanding you know, how much of that will need to be distributed to fill in the gap um, and, and use that as that angle, as the, that levy to pull to, to figure out which, which accounts we need to start taking distributions from. If there's any brokerage accounts there, that might be something for you to take a look into as well, because, uh, distributions from brokerage accounts, yes, there may be taxes in it, but it's not all income tax.
1: Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to consider there at 67 years old on where to pull the money, when to pull the money, when to file for social security, should I defer? Should I not defer? Should I continue working? I don't think that's going to be a grand idea. Might as well go ahead and retire, Axel. Um, And then, you know, that's the name of the game, right? Understand, understand what's going to happen, what's going to be true about your story and then figure out how to make the right decision. And, and the cost of these decisions, I think too, you know, Mo. It's challenging for people to really quantify the cost. You know, what is the cost of me taking my Social Security at at sixty seven and deferring the other benefit? Why why defer both? Why not take Why not take them both now? And how do I actually quantify the difference between the two? And that that's where planning comes in, yeah. right? You know, financial financial planning and what we do, and then hopefully we can get one more question in here. Financial planning and what we do is is locked in on understanding how all the elements or AKA options. That are available to any client that we serve, we want to understand what all of those things will do for you and the cost difference, okay, of doing one over the other or the other over one and figuring out how this thing's gonna make sense for you. That that's true planning.
0: Yeah, especially in a challenging year, in a volatile year, you know, what your your plan could have been to defer until 70 and I'll take distributions for my assets. Well, if you're coming out of 2022, maybe you've been your assets have been hit twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And now we're walking to 2023, assuming that we still see the volatility that we're seeing at these levels now, and mm-hmm. taking another 10, 15 percent hit. Maybe your strategy prior to 2022 was, "I'll defer till age 70 and take distributions for my assets." Well, maybe your plan has been changed. Yeah. And now we're going to start Social Security
1: because we w- we don't want to, you know, we want to reduce the pressure. We want to reduce the pressure. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a client right now, which is which is. Exactly. I mean, this is a, verbatim exactly what we're doing. He sent me his, uh, his uh, he took, uh, basically went into his software for his pension plan. He's a, re, a retiree from Delta. He was part of a, a group of Delta pilots that were offered kind of a uh, early out back during the latter part of 2020 as a result of COVID. And so he took it and, and the game plan for him was to defer the pension because the pension grows at a reasonable rate for deferral, even though he's not working. And that's, that was the game plan course after meeting with him and then of course building a plan and now we're here at uh you know the end of 2022 you know we're sitting there thinking hey let's let's reanalyze this whole pension thing and let's see if it might be better to consider bumping it up a a year or two okay exactly what you're talking about having the flexibility to pivot when it makes sense um listen guys it is important to have clarity on where you're headed have a good expectation on how your money will work for you have a good expectation on how you will work for your money and to make sure that you are going to be successful not just in year 23. Okay, but also for the rest of your life. Okay, have a good expectation to get to where you're trying to go and to be able to stay there when you get there. That's the key to real money, real financial planning. And here at Asset Management Group, that is exactly what we care about. If you have any questions about your plan, you're concerned, you're nervous, you're anxious, you're you're worried about the volatility, you're worried about all the news in the markets, and you want a second opinion, you want to get access to the Retirement Readiness Review complimentary for you. I'm talking about an analysis literally that our team puts together that oftentimes we'll charge $1,500, $2,000 for a planning fee to do this. We're offering it to the next 10 callers. We do it every single Friday, Saturday, on the weekend. So take time to pick up the phone and call. It's 1-800-419-6164. Big week coming up. You guys be blessed. Stay safe. Take uh, Take a time to give back to others through this Christmas season. We'll see you next week.